Hey, everybody, just a quick message from Bald and Bonkers Network. We would like to remind everybody that certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. That was really weird. What yeah, was really weird, Christopher? No, the fact that you had a mad, crazy face, but it was the fact that the video just like, slurred right down. Yeah, I saw that. I that was weird. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, what's happening with specials? No, make it Bigfoot get together. My you're God. back, Dakota. Would you like to get introduced tonight saying you're back, Dakota? Come on. You've no, you've no been a bit. Uh, well, sorry that I've been busy with a move, Christopher. Yeah, I would like to thank terrible. you for not completely terrorizing part of my company. We are here on a very awkward and weirdly timed episode of Bald and Bonkers mm-hmm. talking about the origin <laughs> of the zombie and who else to bring about to discuss this topic than Mike, the naked Bigfoot, who finally has a decent enough signal to where we can actually get the game. Yes, um, I am your humble guest, Mike, the naked Bigfoot, and yeah, something, signal's been sucking ass for some time yeah. now, but today seemed to be okay. So you seem to be okay. Absolutely. I personally think you put that thing back in the box. <laughs> Don't you? No. Put the stone face back in the box. Mm. I, was about, I was about to say, can we stop comparing dildos here, guys? <laughs> well, 
Mike has got the biggest one, seemingly. That's what I've been told. I have the biggest what? Collection of dildos? It's, it's, aye, you've got the biggest one. It's fine, you can hold oh me. Oh my god. Me. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the biggest uh. long, because both would be true. Well, there is oh my there, god. There's no lies being spoken in this conversation at Old all. Old man so sag doesn't count, Mike. That, that's, that's oh no, it's it's no sag there, boo. It's 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 all there. So tonight, <laughs> oh, guys, God. this is Mike's night. He's going to tell you a very interesting tale of strange things from beyond. Without further ado, Mike, you have control, my friend. Well, um, it's a topic I've been wanting to talk about for some time, um, especially now that. You know, in pop culture now, the 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 zombie has become um, quite um, quite famous. Everybody everybody has a, a TV show. Everybody has a um, has a movie coming out of some form of zombie, whether it's caused by a virus, uh, a curse, or whatever that that is pulling it up. Um, that people um, they see they they either don't know or they forget the roots of um, of the modern and uh, uh, the modern incarnation of the zombie that we see in media nowadays. Um, it they're not, um, and I will speak mostly based on my faith. For those who do not know, um, I am a hungan. I am a voodoo priest. And probably the zombie is a There are two things in my faith that are, are greatly Hollywoodized and um, greatly um, misconstrued, and that is the that is the voodoo doll and the zombie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of blame Bela Lugosi for that when he did the um, the movie White Zombie. You can trace it back back then when. Um, for those who don't know, that's a very old black and white movie that Bela Lugosi did. <laughs> but it, it was one of the first <laughs> movies that dealt with the topic of zombies, and they they used um, a very <sighs> racist. <laughs> I can say that. I can say that. Um, I'm not saying it was a racist movie, but during the time, uh, they sensationalized. Um, Voodoo and attach the zombie to that, uh, without fully understanding, you know, what exactly in, in my faith a, a zombie is. Um, I would say was or is. It's more fun to uh, create these mindless um, automatons that enjoy eating people, and as it progressed through pop culture, it went from just eating people or killing people in general, um, to eating brains and then eating flesh. Uh, the zombie in my culture is um, does not eat flesh whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and there are, of course, I'm, I'm babbling a little bit. You guys need to interject with questions or something to oh, yeah, get me yeah. back no, on track. I'll, I'll, um, I'll bring up a picture. I'll bring up a, uh, I've got a selection of pictures. Which one would you like me to bring up first? Would you the flask first, the one at the top, maybe? Yeah, because um, ah, um, there we go. That's a that's a powder box. 
for those who don't know what a powder box is, I'm about to explain that. That's powder box. In my culture, there are two types of um, of things that are considered what we would consider zombies. There is one that is made, uh, that is still living, um, and then there is one that is more supernatural, that is uh, what we call a risen zombie. What that container would hold right there would be, um, if not the ingredients too, but the actual yeah. substance of uh, zombie dust or zombie powder. Uh, there was, uh, and just as a side note, there was, um, when you talk about zombies, there's actually a movie that's probably, it's, it's still Hollywoodizes, it still, um, sensationalizes my faith and the zombie, but it comes very close, um, to what we actually believe in. It was a movie called, uh, that Wes Craven did in the 80s called The Serpent and the Rainbow. Um, I strongly recommend people to watch that movie, The Serpent and the Rainbow. There are, it's about 80% accurate and 20% Hollywood. But it explains the, um, how a, a doctor who was trying to find better painkillers and anesthesia heard of, uh, zombie dust in Haiti, how it was used. And he went down there to try to collect some and learn how to make it. So he could bring it back to the states and um, sell it to the pharmaceutical industries, and they could use it um, as both as an anesthesia and also as a as a painkiller. And he got in all kinds of trouble when he when he went down there with both the uh, the the faith uh, the faithful, and he also got in trouble politically. But it's a it's a movie based loosely on his story when he traveled to Haiti to to find out the origins of. Of zombie powder and zombie dust. Yeah, uh, it's a fun it. movie. Yeah, I've actually seen it because I, I know the one you're talking about, and it's quite yeah. a very interesting movie. Uh, it's yeah. a really, really good movie that's got a lot of true elements in it. <laughs> um, there's also another movie too that that deals with it that's lesser known. It's called Venom. Am I talking about the one with Tom Hardy and the symbiote? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was done in the and actually, uh, members of my faith actually worked on suppressing that movie. So it's really hard to come by and really hard to find. But the movie is called Venom. Um, but it deals with the creation of the supernatural zombie. Mm. While the other movie, The Serpent and the Rainbow, dealt with the, um, dealt with the creation of the living into a zombie. So those are two movies if you guys ever want to go check them out. If Where? you can find the movie, um, what the fuck? Will. But know, if I you ever find the movie, Ben, I'm not talking about the one with Tom Hardy, okay? Not the, the yeah, yeah, superhero movie with Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a different movie altogether. And it's actually what they did in that movie, which got them in trouble with us, is that they used, um, they used accurate Veve's symbols and actual rituals from our faith that actually work. They use them on the set and they use them in the movie. And um Oh my god. If you watch oh. the movie things happen when people watch this when they watch Venom, things happen. And we worked really hard to get that movie suppressed and not be shown very often. Um I think I'm one of the few people in this area that own a copy of it. Of that movie. Well, th th oh. thanks to you, Dakota. Uh, thanks to you, Mike. 
uh, Dakota <laughs> and me now and probably the whole I'm going to go look for this movie now know of the movie <laughs> Venom so yeah, it's if, a, yeah. It, it raises a it's You'll have nightmares after you watch it, trust me. Oh, um, trust me, I have nightmares. Oh, that's nothing new. It's, it's a completely fascinating movie. But let's get back to zombies. Yeah. Um, you showed me the container that held zombie dust. In our, in our culture, there are culturally two types of, two, two distinct types of zombies. There are people that are turned into zombies that have, um, have their soul removed and they become zombies by the use of zombie powder. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's that's part of it, by the way. Um, and then there is the actual raising of a, of a of a corpse, of a soulless corpse, um, and putting the spirit of a loa within that corpse, animated to do what you want it to do. Now, the one that's created, the one that is made, um, what zombie powder does? Zombie powder is a, a mixture of toxins, but of all natural toxins that have to literally ferment in the ground. Um, usually it's 30 days, and you pull it out of the ground at the height of the fullest moon um, to use it. That's part of the ritual. Doing I'm not going to share the ritual with everybody. We do not look at. Um, I will tell you a few of the ingredients. Um, they're, one of the ingredients is a type of nightshade. Another ingredient is, um, wow, <laughs> uh, the tetrodotoxin that comes from pufferfish. Um, it also has various other ground, um, it has ground human body parts in it as well. Um, it has graveyards, uh, dust in it. It also has the, the, um, the blood of, of a condemned man that's always put inside of it as well. Those are just some of the ingredients you use to make it with it. Uh, mm. You will not find a hungan or a mambo that will... We mm. all know how to make it. We're taught how to make it. Um, yeah. But it's something so dark and something also so dangerous mm. to create that we very seldom do it in modern times. Now, the bakor, they make it all the time because... It's also, you know, it was sold at one point as a street drug. Um, it was cut with other products to make it a little less lethal, a little less effective, but would give everybody the, you know, they would go into a coma, which, by the way, when people, you don't have to ingest zombie dust. What what they would do was the person that it was made for, that there was an in, the intended victim of the zombie dust, yeah. um, it would be blown in their face. It would be rubbed on their skin. Um, it can be placed. It would be placed in something they would drink. Um, you name it, because you can absorb that stuff through any mucous membrane through your skin. Um, you could, you know, get it through your eyes by ingesting it. Uh, it worked most effectively with contact to the skin because what it did was it, it shut down your it shut down your body. It slowed down your metabolism to the point where you appeared dead, but you weren't dead. Um, you would not you would be wide awake the entire time it was going on, but you'd be able to speak or move, and your heartbeat would slow so much um, that it would be you know, wouldn't be able to be detected. Now, with modern technology, what we have now, modern, modern um, mm-hmm. medicine, 
uh, and the equipment that we use now, it could probably be detected now with modern equipment. But back in the day, and I'm just saying probably about 15, 20 years ago, back in the day, uh, the person would be perceived as being dead and being buried. I I watched a documentary about this, and I can't I can't remember what it was called. And it was this man he actually survived being a zombie. Do you know the one I'm talking about? And he it's, he was told he, he, he was lying see, there. The he was powder the is only one part of it. The the powder puts them out. The zombification comes when they're buried alive. But you have to remember, this is usually, it was usually done um, as a punishment to somebody, somebody who did uh, who did something egregious to the faithful, did something egregious. Um, now it became a political tool later on in Haiti, where uh, people would use zombification to punish their political um, uh, enemies with. But normally it would be used to. to I'm sorry, what was that? I was just going to say after after you spoke, will I bring up one of the pictures, the zombie pictures, the black and white ones that I've got? Nick, where you go? Oh, go ahead, dude. What you want me to bring it up now? It's an interesting one. This you obviously know a lot more about this, uh, Mike. He looked like somebody had been drawn from the ground. Um, Yeah. What they would do was, is when they used the dust on them, like that gentleman probably had a use on him, they would be buried alive. They'd be fully aware that they were in a um, a coffin and be fully aware of hearing the, the soil being thrown back over top of their um, their coffin. Yeah. And after, you know, they would leave them in the ground for a day or so before they drew them back up out of the ground. And they would not be themselves anymore. They could barely speak. Um, They moved with a rigid motion. Um, And there's a gentleman that's probably about to either bury someone or draw someone from the ground now. But when they drew them from the ground, the people, what what medically speaking, um, they suffered from brain damage from the lack of oxygen. Oxygen. Uh, but to the but to the faithful, it would appear that they they died and they were pulled out of the ground, resurrected from the ground. Because there's actually a ceremony involved um, where you're doing a blessing from Samadhi. You're telling them we're going to pull this 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 sinner, this bad man from the ground, give him back to us, so everybody may see his shame and his punishment, mm-hmm. and beseeching Baron Samadhi to give back his to give him back, give back his life, but you can keep his soul. So Baron Somebody would give you back his life, but he would not have a soul. Um, that's, yeah, that's he would, he would mm. a person, and it was very rarely happened to women. It usually was done to men. Um, and the people, you know, when they died, they everybody thought they died. They would have there be an obituary in the local paper saying that this person died, and then you know. Few days later, they see them walking down the road or walking down the alley, um, and the only thing they could think of was they've come back from the dead. Yeah, <laughs> but that would they be quite a scary thing, you know. Well, the thing is, they could they still had a need to eat and feed themselves. They still had the basic um, uh, mindset to to try to survive. Um, 
they would try to eat. They would go and, you know, walk into someone's house in the middle of dinner and stumble in, shamble in and start eating off their, start eating off their um, plates. If someone offered them food, they would try to eat the plate or eat the glass that held the water that was given to them. They didn't live long once they were pulled from the ground in that state. Mm. Usually they met with a, an unfortunate fate. I mean, the brain damage was so extensive, eventually they were going to die from the brain damage. Yeah. Uh, but usually the locals would put them down. They would shoot them, um, burn them, strangle them, behead them, you name it. They would break all the bones in their arms and legs once they were dead to make sure they didn't rise again. And then they would put them back in the ground permanently that time. So, But when they saw them walking around, they know that they had committed some great act, some great sin that they were being punished for, by, punished to by the law, by being brought back up um, to show their sin. That's terrifying, Mike. That's absolutely that terrifying. I mean, there's a, there's a photo here. There's two photos. I've got one that you sent me, Mike, and then I found a kind of different one. Can you tell us something about this? Because I find this very interesting. It's kind of like an illustration. The the zombie was considered a um, were considered also as slaves. Um, yeah. There are tales of people that were that were brought from the ground, and that's right there with the ropes around them. That they yeah. used them once they were pulled from the mm-hmm. ground. That they were just now the man in that picture right there with the hat on. Um, yes. He re- he represents one of the loa that drew him from the ground. Um, wow. Very interesting. If you look over the grave, that mask that's over the grave. That represents the soul that was left in the ground. That the, when the body was pulled out, the soul was left in the ground. Um, I hadn't noticed that before. <laughs> you have to die. I know what that symbology is right there when I look at it. Does I know the, what that is. The, the symbology is not used very often. Does the blackness have like any symbology? I know, I know if it's not, it's meant to be like dark because it's daytime, obviously. But you see how next to the two people in white, there's like well, no, you blackness. only, you only, you only draw somebody from the grave at night. You never draw them out during the day. Right. Um, right. So this was all during. This was um, all done by candlelight. This was all done by lantern light and torchlight when it would be done when they draw them up. But there are stories of. Um, people like that there that when they were drawn from the ground they were they were used as temporary labor in the fields um, if you, to, if you look. to pull plows and to cut sugar cane so on and so forth but you can see that church in the background that cross <clears throat> uh, that yeah. usual, that kind of symbology didn't come in until much later in the history of the of the zombie because um, the Christian, the Christian missionaries uh, frowned on that practice. Um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> oh yeah. If you if when they would go to a Christian cemetery that would usually be near a church, yeah. behind a church, or in front of a church, and um, dig up somebody that was supposedly dead from the ground. Um, oh, good. So that, yeah. that that illustration right there shows that they. Um, they gave zero fucks to that 
particular yeah. church when he did that act. So, yeah. he, <laughs> wow. you, curiosity, Mike, do you see the face? Do you see the yeah, face? the faces are just you know when you pull them from the ground, there's nothing left of that person that's inside no, of no, them. No. So they become these faceless people. These no, I'm I'm talking about the face that the the, the man of the man that did it. The, uh, yeah, look at his leg. Look at his bottom leg. Oh yeah, that's a representation yeah. of that's one of the representations of Samadhi um, when yeah. he is pulling people from the ground for you. Um, he walks somebody, and the reason why you break their legs and arms when you put them back into the ground is one of the aspects of the Baron of Saturdays is that he is the broken man, that he, he walks because uh, he walks um, almost like a spider because of his arms and legs are perpetually broken. The bones in his arms and legs are always broken. Um, but he can still wield a shovel yeah. and dig your grave if need be. I so, find it very disturbing to Mike, that there's a child in that. No. That's normal. So they brought children back too? That's normal. So they brought children back too? Why would you want to buy, bring a child back? That was usually done politically. Um, and and done by your political enemies that would do that. That yeah. would... Uh, that would kill your children and bring them back, kill them figuratively and bring them back. Um, before we something that the something the the political figures did at the time, especially in Haiti, um, they wouldn't kill you; they would torture yeah. the hell out of you. But they would torture and murder your entire family. Oh my god! Um, so you would have to live with the memory of of what they did to your family. They wouldn't let you die. And I've heard plenty of stories that involve that. That's so. actually it's terrifying. It's 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 terrifying. There's a photo here that you sent me, Mike, and I would like to know more about it. It's very interesting. Here we go. Ah, yeah. That's a representation of Shango that they're trying yeah. to invoke right there. Actually, yeah. that deals Shango deals more with putting someone uh, putting the dead back in the grave. And that probably leads probably into the um, the next type of zombie that I was telling you yes. guys about. This is what uh, the more supernatural, <laughs> the, yeah. the more paranormal, supernatural, insidious zombie that's done with it. Yes, there is a ritual, there is a practice of somebody who is freshly dead. Um, Having their body taken from their well, it's brought above their grave. Their 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 grave is dug up and they're brought to lay flat on their grave. Um, yeah. And this is probably something more what people what Hollywood grasps onto when they started coming up with the various zombie movies and zombie television shows. Yeah. Aside from the eating of flesh and brains, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. It would, the zombie is used as a tool um, for revenge. <laughs> that it's brought, the body is brought back, but the spirit is not brought back. But you need something to animate the body when it's dug up from the grave. And it's usually the spirit of a, of a member of the house of Gadi, which is um, one of the greater houses. I know it sounds like Game of Thrones, but it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I start talking about houses, but yeah. in uh, 
there are families in, in my faith's um, spirits. There's, there's families, of true families of spirits, where there's a, a father, a mother, and the children, grandchildren, and cousins, uncles, so on and so forth. Uh, and the Gadi is one of the family names and one of the families yeah. that their main aspect to all of the children that are that were born as low as in that family were um, to deal with different aspects of death and mm-hmm. undeath. And you would dig the body up. Um, it had to be an intact body. It had it couldn't be missing arms, legs, head, anything like that. It had it had to have its own eyes as well. Um, it had to be as intact as possible. So. And it had to, and it was preferable to be rather youthful, um, and during their time of life. But what would you would do was you would animate this body to go forth and to literally kill people, <laughs> to go out and strangle, beat, kill, chew, um, you name it, to other people. But you would have to invest a spirit um, from the Gadi family uh, to animate this body. The trick was once the body is brought up and once the body is animated, the body can never, um, you can't destroy it. You've brought something new to the world that you can't get rid of once you do it. Um, once it fulfills its purpose, it yeah. sits back and it sits back and waits for more orders. It'll actually follow around the person who brought it back in the first place, who created it in the first place. It will actually follow them. Um, they may leave it in the cemetery, but as they're walking down the road or traveling in the country, they may see the body that they brought back walking and following them through the woods or walking and following them through the town or the city. Um, again, they walk with a, you know, not with a fluid gait. They walk with, you know, stiff legs, stiff arms. Um, yeah. But in, when you're just looking at them, just looking at them, you would assume that they were alive. You wouldn't assume that they were mm. dead until you tried to speak to them, and they would not speak back. And if you looked deep within their eyes, because where their pupils should be at are yeah. tiny orange pinpricks of flame that exist in those eyes. That is the spirit that's animating that body that's existing, that exists within the eyes of that I zombie. And they would send it out to um, for revenge to kill the um, – if a wife is unfaithful, if your wife is unfaithful, you would send the zombie forth to kill the um, the man that she was screwing. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you felt like that your neighbor uh, had done something to offend you enough to where you felt like creating this, this blasphemous thing to go out and to kill them. Um, it reminds you a lot of a uh, the the Jewish and the you know the Kabbalah um, um, golem is the yeah. way you would give it instructions. Yeah. Instead of giving it instructions and placing the instructions in the mouth of this of this automaton that you raised up. Yeah. Um, you would draw pictures using colored sand to do it with it. And you would bring it, it would sit there with you, um, and you would show it what you wanted it to do. And you would give it a time frame in which to do it with. Now, you only maintain control from moon to moon of it. That's a control. Um, It would only listen to you from moon to moon. 
um, it would only right. kill for you from room mm. to room. So you'd have 30 days for it to, to exact whatever what you wanted to do for it to do it. Then after that, it was free to roam. And like I said, usually it followed you. It wouldn't leave you alone until you put it back in its grave. Um, like I said before, you couldn't destroy it. You could burn it. You could chop it up. But over time, throw it into the ocean. But over time, this thing, would it would piece itself back together. It would come back together. It would show up on your doorstep again. Not to hurt mm. you, but to if it was still within that moon-to-moon period, it would be there for further instructions to complete its mission. So basically, it's the ultimate soldier then. It's the ultimate killing machine. That's what it was considered as. Yeah. And it it, it, uh-huh. it did not use tools or anything like that. It used its bare hands. It used its mouth. It used its feet to literally rip you apart, snap your neck, so on and so forth. Now, if you needed to put it down, knowing that this, this thing that you created is now completely immortal, you can't do anything with it. Um, yeah. The only way to put it back in its grave, and this is a little bit, yeah. But every child um, knows this, and most of these corpses were males. So what you would do was you would cut its penis off, uh, place it in its mouth, and when you place it within its mouth, you also had to fill its mouth with salt. Completely with salt, and then sew its lips together over top of that. You would cut off its toes. The toes you would fling into the woods or burn in a fire. You would pour salt in the nose, and then you would sew up the nose holes of it. But you weren't finished yet. You had the eyes. You had to blind it. You had to literally take hot pokers and put the eyes out and then take the eyelids and sew them shut. You After you poured salt, of course, in the holes that were once it held its eyes. What that does is it, it grounds out, it grounds yeah. the spiritual energy that's animating this corpse to where it will no longer rise. Now, if you were to cut the mouth open, cut open all the holes and remove all the salt, it would rise again and start moving again and pull itself back together again. But usually once you did all that, you would put it back in its grave and covered, and nobody would go near that grave or ever try to take that body up again, knowing what it was that was waiting in there, waiting to come back to, go, come back to life and come back out of there. <laughs> One question, oh, and wow. I'm, probably, I'm thinking for the, the chat here. What happens if the zombie was a woman? I had to ask the question. I, I don't know. It's just something. Oh my I've god! Never, I've never heard of an instance where a zombie was a woman. Um, right. I've heard of women that had that were punished using the dust mm. before, um, but I had never heard of this uh, woman being one of these Haitian revenants brought back for revenge right. before. Ever. Here's an an interesting question, Mike. In all your days, in all your uh, Stuff that you've done, have you ever encountered anything exactly the same as it? I think in my time that I've seen them. Right. But never interacted with them. I would see them on the street and I would get Mm. the impression there was something wrong there. Um, But I never interacted with them. Nor have I ever felt compelled to ever make one or summon one whatsoever. 
do you think now you're making me think that other question about women is making me think too um no because there is a way there was a way that they would uh, use women to punish their husbands with and uh, sometimes zombie powder was used in it but it was the way it was it invoked a certain madness in women um, that caused the woman to kill her husband and then she would wake like she was had been asleep with no memory of what she did but during the madness that she's infected with um, she felt no pain and if she had no knife and no tool in which to stab or kill her husband um, she would use her, her hands and her teeth to rip into him with it um, and she felt no pain during this time so if she was shot or stabbed she wouldn't feel it. She would continue on until he was dead. And once he was dead, she would snap out of it. Do you, now, I'll, I'll ask this question. Oh, or a woman cracked out on meth. Got it. Here's, so here's a question for you now. Like Dakota speak because he's no spoke all night, Adler. Um, do you think in this modern era in the United States, is there any among us right now? Yes. I know. Just not the Haitian version that's out there, because there are uh, things that were brought out, brought up, um, and summoned forth zombies that were just released into the wild instead of being put down properly. But there are other cultures uh, with other practices that would resemble um, what we would call a zombie that are out there. Yeah. that people brought up. Like I mentioned before, there, of course, is a Scandinavian revenant, um, which looks just like a, a living a living being, except yeah. for the person that it was called forth to kill. It's a corpse. It's an animated corpse. The person that, that it was sent to kill um, or to harm would not see it as right. a... Uh, they would not see it as a living being. They would see it as a shambling, rotting corpse coming after them. While everybody else around them, the non-intended victims, they would see it as a living being attacking another person. But the person being attacked would see it as it really was, as a as a, a rotting corpse trying to kill them. So, I'm finding it interesting that Mike's sound is starting to act funny as he was talking about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a mirror box to put myself in, so. Well, need to make one. I know. I have to make a mirror. A big mirror coffin to put myself in. Hi. So, out of curiosity, are there any countermeasures that someone could do that could negate the effects of the zombie dust? No. Absolutely. Um, absolutely none this stuff is is this stuff is incredibly strong there's no way to avoid it if you get the smallest amount on your body it will affect you mm-hmm. and it could again you could get it on your clothes this is why it's so dangerous this is why so many people don't screw with it um, if you get some on your clothes think of it as the fentanyl of the supernatural world <laughs> it doesn't, oh, take, it doesn't take much to affect you whatsoever um you know, I like point pop culture and current event stuff to explain stuff. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you have some that that settled, like it missed you, but it, it settled on your clothing. But later yeah. on, it gets yeah. on your skin. Uh, it's going to have the same effect. It's going to do it. It takes so little of it to put you down, and there's no way to. Tr- it has to wear off. Um, it has to wear, and it does wear off. It takes about 24 or 48 hours for it to completely wear off, but it does wear off. Your body does metabolize it, and it does wear off, and you wake up fine. Aside from the point, if somebody buried you, though, you're running and you're going to wake up Mate, you would make your final death eventually from it. So that was that was strange. You're starting to talk like that. See what I mean? Deeper in the hole we go, the weirder lifestyles. Here's something, and maybe there's somebody sitting out there panicking now because somebody set a zombie after them. Second zombie, the bad ones that don't die, right? Is there any way? Yeah, it's going to get you. In the end, it is going to get you, right? Is there any way you can protect your house? Was it kind of come into the house? So as it waits outside on you, it can't it come in. Is there any way you can protect your house to stop it from coming in to get supposedly you? Supposedly, supposedly, if you uh, put a ring around your house, of, um, it's called uh, it's it's a tree called uh, beech pine. It has a more proper name, but it, it's yeah. called a beech pine. Um, mm-hmm. That you use the ash from that mixed with the soil of the person that of, of, the, of the body that was pulled from the ground, but you would have to know that name of that person and find their 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 grave to be able to get the soil from their grave, and you would mix those and you could put it in a ring around your home. Um, they couldn't cross that whatsoever. Very few things actually can cross that mixture. Uh, but you would have to know a lot of details about what was coming after you, what it was in life that was coming after you, yeah. to be able to find the grave and then be able to get the dirt from that grave to mix it with it. So, very interesting. It was, uh, I've just got one more question before I before I hand you over to Dakota. See how you were saying about destroying the body, chopping its toes off and stuff, and then you went you went and said because this is what I was thinking about this. You said there's some just thrown into the woods loose. What did you mean by that? So you're telling me that they're maybe wandering about the woods as we speak? Yeah. Loose. Especially if the one that called them has died. Um, if they died, they don't have anybody, they don't have a, an anchor anymore to this world. So they wander the world now. Um, so they just wander. Aimlessly. They, they don't, well, they don't need food. They don't need water. They don't need to breathe. Um, they're probably what gives, it's probably what gave you know, a lot of credence to a lot of the legends of some of the more dangerous zombies that we have in our pop culture now, where people spotting these uh, free-range zombies that became free-range once the um, they were abandoned or uh, the person that called them up had died nice. and left this world. Yeah, and they no longer could follow that person anymore like a puppy. So, yeah, you could quite possibly run across one. It is very, very possible. That's quite. But much scary. like one of my favorite quotes from the from the Hellraiser movies, yeah. it's that you don't want to get in its way. Uh, the, the quote is, you, "You never stand between hell and its goals." So you never stand between that thing that's out there walking and where it wants to go. Otherwise, it'll take enough interest in you to snap your neck. 
and then keep walking. Lovely. My goodness. Now, Mike, for some reason, I just got to start thinking of, like, skinwalkers and stuff. Oh, Jesus. Tatman's in Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Has <laughs> there ever been an incident where it wasn't humans that the zombification process was done, into, but animals instead? There... There are tales. Animals are different. Animals are completely different. Their souls um, have a different purpose. Animals have a different purpose um, in both life and in death. They are creatures of instinct. So you couldn't call up the spirit of a wolf, of a dead wolf, or try to summon a dead wolf. Um because you're you're call, you're you're just you know bringing something back to this world that's going to act the way it was when it was alive. It doesn't have that spark currently or in the past of humanity of purpose. It is a creature of instinct, and when you bring it back, you have a creature of instinct again that you won't be able to communicate with it whatsoever, and it's going to act instinctually. If you were able to pull something like that off, it is something that's going to act instinctually. It's not going to, um, it's not going to be your personal attack dog. It'll more likely attack you and rip your throat out and then, and then fall back into, into a state of death after it does that. Head cemetery. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. I'm just going to throw this out here. It popped into my head when I was sitting here, but obviously this is probably a load of rubbish, right? What happens if you get a darker creature, a living darker creature entity, known because there's loads of cryptids out there, right? Right. That's that's intelligent, aware, and do the exact same to it. The big now and uh, there you go. <laughs> I couldn't imagine a zombie Bigfoot whatsoever. Uh, that, that, that would be yeah. fucking horrifying. But there, there are in different cultures, especially in Native American cultures, there are darker spirits of the wood that can be and from and from nature and from the rocks and from the stone that can be called up to animate corpses with. Um, there's stories that they would tell back when they were beginning when we were re- when we were moving out west and moving across the west of people seeing um, of seeing Indians riding horses at midnight across the plains, but they would have this this blue like hellfire glinting off of their bodies and off of the horses, and supposedly these these were once dead Indians that had died that had been brought back to defend their lands. But their souls didn't come back. They brought the spirits of the land, the spirit, protecting spirits of the land, and some of the darker spirits of the of the air and of the night to inhabit the bodies to ride out to do these things. So, so you're fucking telling me that Ghost Rider is real? Son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> I can oh, think God. of about, 
I can think about 13 tribes right now who are thinking about coming there and, and smacking you around right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that, do you want me to give you your address to go? If anybody wants to, if MD, any American Indians out there want to meet um, Dakota in person, uh, please go to the, the website and uh, leave a comment or two. You know, it's always available. Yeah, you know, yeah, just head, head up to Larkshire, you know. <laughs> you can get Google instructions. To I Google the whole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post Chris's address. You know, he he left it in the store, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. You can come and visit if you want. I'm not here. I'm not here. So. There's one other picture we've got there actually, and it was, it was. I think it's the one where you said where they're mixing up the ingredients. You know, but never actually t- showed this one. Let's see. Oh, let me play it. There we go. Yeah, it looks like they're mixing the ingredients to it right there. Is that a um, human skull there? That's like a human skull. Yeah, that's a skull. <laughs> um, I have before I before I say this. Um, oh. It is uh, illegal. It is a felony um, to harvest human remains from cemeteries currently. Yeah. But before those laws were in effect, and those laws don't pertain to any uh, any human remains that were harvested before that went in, before that law went into effect. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, I own several human skulls. Do you, mate? You no. one of them one night. Wow, what a surprise. Well, there is a guy on TikTok who is selling real human bones. That's that illegal. <laughs> That's illegal. He illegally acquired, and I was like, isn't transporting well, no, it's, across it's state illegal. lines legal? Well, it's illegal to sell human remains, too. Um, but what happens if they're already... Old, very old. Say they're about maybe five hundred years old, and they were bought in a shop maybe a hundred years ago. There's still laws that um, prohibit doing that, except for under extreme cases. Uh, Most of the time, um, you can donate to museums, um, to different societies to do it with it, but you can't exchange money when it comes to that whatsoever. Curiosity: the human skulls that you've got wasn't anybody that pissed you off, was it? (laughs) No, 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 um, It was during my training where I had to go out and remove the skulls out of the ground of some people to create tools that I needed um, right. for my practice. And so, mm-hmm. and one of them is a, one of them I turned into a bowl, um, which I used to mix various powders and dusts in. But I said, there, I thought you were going to say you eat your rice cuspies. Right? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Your cocoa pot, your skin. Yeah. The others I use skin, Rob. The others I use like a transistor radio if I need to try to communicate with someone. So oh my god! I have oh. a, a the remains act as an anchor for the spirit that I'm calling up. So the other I one I use one to make shit. Hell, I would love to see that one night. Would you? I have to make sure. There was like an electronic static I heard on my end when Mike was talking about using it as a transponder. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that was just freaky. I would, oh, I, would yeah. I would, really be interested in seeing that, mate. I will have to do a show on that and have those yes. and bring some... Because they currently reside in the cabinet of bad shit, so... Oh. 
I lock them up so people don't mess with them too often. So why don't you do a video live one night, Mike, from oh, the epicenter, from the cabinet, oh, from from the location itself? You know why? I'll come and visit you and help you. It's because I don't know how much. FBI, open up. Well, no, of some of the some of the, the malice that's associated with these objects. I'm not sure how much of it can be transmitted digitally. Um, mm. I was curious. I didn't think about this until after the show ended last after my show ended last night. Um, of how many people could have been affected last night by it. Uh, I was affected. Uh, I couldn't sleep after it for some weird reason. I kept. Seen it in my image in my head, I will say that. And I had weird, and I seen you, but you'd like a weird gown on. I don't know what you were up to. And yeah, Liberace. Liberace, there you go. And <laughs> I seen the face, and I kept waking up at strange. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning exactly, went back to sleep, and I woke up at six o'clock in the morning exactly. And I, every time I woke up, I looked, my legs are sitting next to me, and I clicked it, and it was exactly like 4 a.m. And Nothing like, caught on fire, or you didn't um, you didn't feel ill, well, or have a my, fever. My experience, <laughs> it takes spirits a little bit to figure out how to transmit themselves digitally. But. I, Dad, when I woke up in the morning, I had a sore stomach for some weird reason. I did have a sore stomach. Well, but it didn't you know, last long. If you don't die within a space of fifteen days, I'll say that um, you oh, weren't cursed. So, if this is my last transmission, <laughs> I would just like to say everybody as witnesses that I am going to haunt Dakota. But Mike, you know something? Because I like you so much, I'm not going to haunt you because I just like you so much. <laughs> It'll be a happy haunting. Um, Aye. Aye. But just let your family know, though, Chris, that I, I would appreciate a body part, like a finger or a toe what or something. Would you, so like, can, would you like left I, hand, right hand? Left hand, preferably, to put left in hand. my cabinet of my cabinet of curiosities. So, would you oh, like the God. full hand? Would you like the full <laughs> hand on like a kind of a mounted mantelpiece kind of thing with some LEDs? No, I do not want to hurt me. I come after you at night. I've seen plenty of hands of glory during my days of traveling. Oh. I do not need any more of those. Oh, God. <laughs> not, a glory, not a glory hole, but a hand of glory. Can you a imagine hand of glory that's shaped like that? Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine what would be worse? Going down to the cabin of this despair where all your things are, and then noticing that my hand was missing. So you'd be lying in your bed at night, there'd be something slowly. I'd like to see if I could get your hand at hand to get it to walk around da, 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 da. like thing. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. Ah, you can get me daily things like maybe like clean. I'm things. pretty sure I could go all Dr. Frankenstein on that thing and do that, so. Well, well, well my last that. will and testament that Dakota uh, I don't really know Dakota, I've got to go to Hoyne. And my left hand has to go to Mike, the naked Bigfoot, for a science <laughs> experiment. You know what? My right hand. My right hand's the. You know what I mean, my right hand's. I just want to make know? a. I just want to make a necklace out of your knuckle bones. That's all. So. Oh, oh. I think that would look really nice, and you can buy it on. All right, Dahmer. Yeah. Oh no! I own several bone necklaces. I wouldn't mind another one. Oh my! God. It's, it's all coming. I own several. Oh god! I own several. 
musical instruments that are made from human remains as well. So, oh my God, ladies, those I inherited; those were passed along to me, so I did not make those. They were sex toys. Oh no, one of them is a is a pipe, is a pipe made from a femur. Um, That sounds Mm. that's in that that's in there too because. Every time you play it, it sound every sound that comes out of it is so sad, and uh, you can't get the music out of your ears once you hear it. It, it lingers with you for days and days and days when you you play music on somebody's human remains. So, and I have a drum that um, that the the drum part of it is made from human skin. So My. I inherited that. I inherited that. I did not buy that. Um, <laughs> The it's FBI was sitting watching this today, right? Everybody, yeah, this transmission coming from. Yeah, it's a, it's over a hundred years old. Um, it's like I inherited that. Don't look oh. under the the rose bush. Yeah, it's over. Forward, it's over a hundred years old. So, are you looking forward to Sunday, Mike? When you said you were coming on with me in Dakota to talk about the Paris catacombs, or you like it? There's loads of human parts in there. Oh yeah. Somebody that's kind of like a, a, a Walmart for body parts, isn't it? That's probably one of the few places on Earth that I would never go to would be the Parisian catacombs really? whatsoever. Why? Well, you know, they, they they still hold parties and raves. Oh, yeah. And there's very in those in those catacombs. There's, there's cults that practice all kinds of crazy shit down there. There's actually uh, drug labs that are in those Parisian mm-hmm. catacombs as well. Yep. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy shit that happens down there. Yeah. Uh, I've seen way too many movies and documentaries about that place. What's, it, what's that film? Is it So Below or So Beloved? What is that? What is that yeah, that, that's one of the worst ones. That's like, oh God, it's so claustrophobic. It'll just fuck you up watching that movie. As above, yeah. so below. That's a tough yeah, movie. That, to watch. Um, there's also a movie I've called been Creep. <clears throat> there's one called Creep that's like that too. That'll just make you claustrophobic watching it. I felt claustrophobic when I went down there myself. Oof. You've actually been down there. How hell did you get in there? I mean, you're putting, what seven foot tall or something like that? Uh, not quite. And trust me, there was a lot of fucking limbo in order to get through some of the doorways, but yeah, I was in one of those they tour were, groups that I told you about, and they took us to the Paris catacombs, so I was like, oh, sweet! Yeah, those things were not made for modern men. Those things were made for people that were a lot shorter and smaller um, than we are. I find it fascinating the Paris catacombs because there's actually tunnel systems that haven't been even explored yet. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's, there's hundreds of miles there. Oh yeah. I mean, you think well, the they haven't been explored? They haven't been explored as far as we know. That's very true. There could That's be whole true. groups of people living in those catacombs too. Well, I actually found out something really hand, uh, interesting during World War Two. You like this? Uh, the Nazis had a bunker and the Paris catacombs, <laughs> and I kid you not. Ten feet below the the Nazis' bunker, the Paris Resistance, that's where their bunker was. I can believe All that. in the same system. Believe. All in the yeah. same system. And the, yeah. never the two would meet. I mean, that's never just how extensive, oh, extensive those catacombs were and are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we should actually do a, a, a live one night talking about the Nazis and what they actually go up to. Because you'll know quite a lot about that, Mike, don't you? All the kind of strange 
satanic and the kind of strange worshipping that went on. With See, the, people the always would assume that it was satanic, but they 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 practiced. Yeah, yeah, they practiced they practiced rituals that were that were far older and far darker than anything yes. that the Christians could pull out of their ass. So, yeah. oh yeah. So, Mike, and a lot of it works. What's your oh, next show? I'm Is probably it... going to do the show about that clay pipe. Oh. To be honest with you, um, the tale of the clay pipe. Yeah. The clay Can pipe actually, should be interesting. One, one question about the clay pipe. What did you smoke in it out of curiosity? Was it just normal tobacco or was it anything <laughs> else? Because it's something uh, that's in the back of my book. Yeah. If bet you, you were did. going to, did, did, anything yeah. that you did smoke in that, you would some of the spirits of the people that were, that yeah. their ashes were mixed within the, that pipe. Um, yeah. But I mainly smoked um, when I did smoke it with it was with tobacco that we actually raised on the farm mm-hmm. and cured and it smoked and cured ourselves. So yeah, yeah. Any young kiddies watching? Don't smoke tobacco; it's very bad for you. Gives you cancer, many, many mm-hmm. bad things as well. Unless you grow oh. your own. <laughs> That's you what I'm saying. Tobacco <laughs> itself, not so much. It's the shit they put. Ah, it's the chemicals they put in it. Like, modern cigarettes, if you ever light a modern cigarette, it burns down extremely quick. It's designed to burn quick. So you have to have another mm-hmm. one. Whereas if Because I used to smoke roll-ups. I used to smoke uh, Golden Virginia. I used to smoke roll-ups, and they last it longer. A lot longer. Mm-hmm. Regular tobacco does last a lot longer. And then there's a thing called... Uh... Rabbit ear tobacco, which is grows that grows wild here in the United States, um, and it was smoked by the um, by the Native Americans and a lot of the Southern tribes, and that stuff would fuck you up like Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you need to get your own your own online store, Mike. Mike, strange and unusual things online store. I think you'd make a talent. I don't know. think we need to Can get Mike's make... videos syndicated on the TV network. I know, Mike. We need to get your t- your videos on the TV net. And another thing, when well, is this book coming mind. out? When is yes. the book coming out? Yes, I'm, I'm on that. glad you mentioned that because I am expecting a visit tomorrow um, from my number one from one of my attorneys. But mm-hmm. also from my agent slash publisher will be here tomorrow, so we are going to be talking about that. Moving forward wait. with it, so we are What's moving that? forward. <laughs> Again, the family members involved in that haven't died yet, um, but we did we God. did reach we did reach a, an amicable settlement. So I was going to say, always leave them a clay, fa- a clay face, you know. In the <laughs> You should not fuck with the stone face. Um, <laughs> you should never fuck with the stone face at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed it tonight. Um, we'll catch you all on Saturday and Sunday. And is Sherry, she's got a show tomorrow on the Lost Magics. What's it about tomorrow, Dakota? Ah, the Leaf Queen's Castle. And I actually need to get with Sherry in order to iron out the details because I haven't posted anything for it yet. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. There's a lot of fucking castles. I know. I know there's loads of castles here in the United Kingdom. Well, I'm in Scotland. Oh, there's a castle? One over there. One over there. They're everywhere. Oh, look, a nudist castle. 
Oh, we better don't tell Mike about things like that. You'll be getting them all excited. They do. <laughs> Where? I need we'll to go. you, Mike, after the show. But everybody, thank you for coming. And uh, we'll see you all on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come on!